What's going on, guys? It's Danny from Fantasy Stock Exchange here. And today, I'll be going through my top week 14 waivers. 10 players total that you guys could pick up to boost your squad entering week 14 of fantasy football. This is going to be the final waiver and streamer installment of the channel. So, so make sure you guys take this advice and take it into action going into your fantasy football playoffs. As we know, with crunch time heating up for your guys' playoff push, these pickups can help you pick up crucial wins in the final weeks, including this week to qualify or potentially get a buy, and then obviously going into the playoffs as a whole. Hopefully you guys won this past week, but if you didn't, I'll be outlining five main players and five honorable matches that can help you get the dub in week 14 and potentially clean your own playoff spot whether on the outside looking in whether you're barely cracking the inside looking out or whether you're going for that coveted top two seed to potentially get the bye week in your fantasy playoffs so hope you guys enjoy make sure you leave a like down below 100 like goal as always but let's get into the video before we do so though gotta hit the intro All right, before I get into the main players, here are some players that are probably rostered in your league, but check to make sure, you know, guys in that 40 to 70% range that, that again, I expect to be owned in your league, but if they are available, go put that bid in. But Brian Robinson, running back of the Washington Commanders, looks like that clear cut number one back for the Washington team. A team that has playoff hopes, a team that has playoff aspirations, has shown a dependency on the run game in the recent weeks. Brian Robinson has looked good gotten volume he needs to be rostered in every single league Darius Slayton wide receiver of the New York Giants looks like their de facto wide receiver one was actually one of the mentions on this list in recent weeks yeah like if he's available scoop him up he looks good he's getting the volume he's getting the routes that's all you could really ask for from a potential flex option going into the playoffs Michael Gallup wide receiver of the Dallas Cowboys past two weeks has really played well and obviously with Michael Gallup two weeks ago, I mentioned him actually on the waivers recently as well. But two weeks ago, five for 63 line, eight targets, commanded a 27% target share this week, followed it up with another seven target game and scored two touchdowns in the Cowboys row of the Colts. He's looking like they're de facto two, potentially number two, three if Odell Beckham is brought in. But that's not of our concern. Right now, we're operating as if Michael Gallup's going to be the two for this offense. So if he is available, go make sure you scoop him up. And speaking of the guy that might come in, Odell Beckham Jr. also needs to be rostered, especially if he comes to Dallas. Although the volume will probably go down across the board, this is still a very good offense. Number one offense in the NFL since Dak has come back. We want access to super, super high point totals. A Cowboys team that has put up four 40-plus point performances in their past six weeks with Dak Prescott. So definitely need to go roster Michael Gallup especially, but Odell Beckham assuming that he signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Jameson Williams, wide receiver of the Detroit Lions. Mentioned him as my number one pickup last week. Relatively slow start, but that was expected coming off the injury. Still a great talent, elite athlete for a Detroit team that needs that number two weapon. And DJ Chark is showing exactly what type of upside can come with this offense. A recent string of good weeks. If you're worried about DJ Chark though, Jameson Williams is a much better player. And I do expect him to assume that number two role as soon as he comes fully, fully back. Obviously, after a Monter St. Brown in this offense, Ron Moore, wide receiver of the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals had their past bye week, but he's shown to be a really good player. Ball in his hands, commanded volume down the stretch. I think he needs to be rostered. Zonovan Knight, running back to the New York Jets, followed up a very good performance last week 
with another good performance this week. 20 touches, really looked good. 16.8 PPR points. Looks like that clear back after Michael Carter on that Jets team. Donovan Peoples-Jones, wide receiver of the Cleveland Browns, did score that punt return touchdown. So that did help boost his points this past week. But I know Deshaun Watson looked back, but realistically, he adds more upside to this offense than Jacoby Brissett will down the stretch. Donovan Peoples-Jones has looked good. And if Watson does play like the quarterback that I think he is, Donovan Peoples-Jones could be a realistic top 30 wide receiver down the stretch. Drake London, wide receiver of the Atlanta Falcons, 12 targets, 95 yards, really looked good. Offensive volume finally got up to the par that we were expecting. And down the stretch, I think if he could show this on a consistent basis, can be a wide receiver three type in your lineup. But wasting no more time, now let's get into the official top five waivers for me this week. Number one, without a doubt in my opinion, is James Cook, running back of the Buffalo Bills. Although Devin Singletary got the start in this game and was used more as a whole, rookie running back James Cook outcarried, outtargeted, and outproduced his Buffalo counterpart on Thursday versus the New England Patriots divisional rival. He finished with 20 total touches, 105 yards from scrimmage, and he really just looked explosive and like the juice that this offense needs. I get it. It might be a big time projection to say, you know, he's just going to flat out usurp Devin Singletary in this pecking order in the backfield, but Cook has at least proven that he's a good NFL running back. And as a rookie, I think he has every opportunity to make that role jump in Buffalo. At this juncture, we want elite upside stashes for the playoffs. And Cook is just that. Yeah, you may not be able to start him consistently with Devin Singletary in the lineup. That's fine. But this pickup is more so looking at weeks 15 to 17 where, you know, in crunch time, you need those W's. If anything were to happen to Singletary or if James Cook were to just outright take the job, represents an elite top 15 level upside down the stretch. So James Cook definitely has to be rostered. If he's available in your league, I would spend the whole fab budget, 100% of the fab. What are you realistically carrying fab for at this current juncture? You need those elite upside stashes. You need those elite contributors in the fantasy playoffs. If you want a chance, James Cook has the pathing to be able to be that league winner running back this year. Number two is Cam Akers, running back of the Los Angeles Rams. And the week that I finally buy into the Kyron Williams hype, the week that I'm finally ready to say, okay, you know what? Kyron Williams is the running back of the Los Angeles Rams. And I respected that snap and touch distribution from him last week. We know that he'll continue to seed receiving work, but if he maintains his full volume he put on display versus the Seattle Seahawks, he can absolutely be a playoff contributor as a team's RB2 with matchups against the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers in two of his last four weeks. I think Cam Akers is the perfect late season fill-in for those of you who are thin at running back and need cheap production. At this point, as I mentioned, it's not time to save your fab budget. You have to spend it all. And a guy like Akers, who again, can fill in as a top 20-ish level running back down the stretch if he maintains his volume it's absolutely worth the whole budget 100 of the fab lock it load it i think cam Akers can provide a lot of value even at this point of the current fantasy season number three is going to be jordan mason running back of the san francisco 49ers and although he's only in my opinion a high leverage handcuff i think jordan mason is an elite one up there with the guys like alexander madison in the nfl in terms of if the starter went down who would be a top league-winning level running back. I think Jordan Mason represents that. Obviously, we know with how great the 49ers run game situation is for any running back. And now we have confirmation that with Elijah Mitchell out expected for the rest of the season, with that knee sprain that he suffered, Jordan Mason becomes the pure handcuff to Christian McCaffrey. I think this is a full-out stash play. We don't know exactly what type of situation in terms of standalone value that Jordan Mason represents with CMC as his backfield counterpart. But what we do know is that CMC is an older running back, a lot of touches under his belt. And again, if anything were to go wrong with Christian McCaffrey, Jordan Mason could be a downright league winner down the stretch. 
that level of upside, even if he's only relevant by implied value rather than production value right away, deserves all of your fab budget, in my opinion. Again, like I said, if anything were to happen to Christian McCaffrey, Mason would be immediate leverage for your fantasy football playoffs. Therefore, because of that leverage, because of that opportunity that is at hand for Mason, if McCaffrey were to go down, I think he is worth your whole 100% of your fab budget. Number four is going to be Jahan Dotson, wide receiver of the Washington Commanders. Keep in mind, he has a bye week this week. So if you're planning on picking up Jahan Dotson, you won't be able to put him in your lineup in week 14 as the commanders are one of the few teams left that have not had their bye week. But Jahan Dotson, I mean, he's the rookie wide receiver, has finally usurped Curtis Samuel as the team's official wide receiver too based on usage. He outsnapped Curtis Samuel, targeted Curtis Samuel, and ran more routes than Curtis Samuel in this game en route to a nine-target, five-reception, 54-yard, and one-touchdown line, especially with that nasty spin move he put on a defender, looked like a very, very talented receiver. And as we know, we bet on young, high-upside players late in seasons, and Jahan Dotson is that exact blueprint of that. Yes, you'll need to wait until after his bye. You can't plug him in this week. But I actually think this may prove more beneficial, especially if you've already clinched your playoff spot. Might be able to get him a little bit cheaper. Again, he has his bye week. He may go under the radar in your league. And I do think that if he is available, you have to pounce on him for the cheap. I think fab-wise, 20 to 30% should be able to get it done. If you have to spend a little bit more, so be it. But because he's on bye, I think fewer people are going to gravitate towards Han Dotson. Number five is going to be Nico Collins, wide receiver of the Houston Texans. 36 targets in his last four games for Houston. The volume hasn't been efficient, I get. Only 176 receiving yards on his 36 targets. But despite the inefficiency, he's still been a relevant top 40-ish level wide receiver. Again, we hope the efficiency can absolutely improve down the stretch in order to get some true upside. But the target load alone makes him a quality flex option down the stretch. Tough matchup this week against the Cowboys, but following that matchup against Dallas, he plays the Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, and the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are all favorable matchups against the wide receiver position. We know inherently that the Texans will be in some very positive passing game scripts as the worst team in the NFL currently, holding the number one overall pick. And with Nico Collins, he has the upside to turn his 4.9 yards per target into something more useful, which would give him a top 30 level baseline. We chase volume, although it's ugly right now, although it's extremely inefficient. If Nico Collins were to just start playing a little bit more efficiently, again, I think his baseline is a top 30 wide receiver. So in terms of fab, I think 10 to 20% should be able to get it done. Hasn't really had a huge blow up week, but the volume is what we're concerned with with Nico Collins. My top honorable mentions this week are going to be Matt Collins, wide receiver, Las Vegas Raiders. Has really commanded that wide receiver two spot on Las Vegas. Obviously, we know Devontae Adams can be extremely relevant. Josh Jacobs, big part of their game plan, but Matt Collins has a enough sturdy volume to be a top 40-ish level reliable deep end flex play for the rest of the season. Corey Davis, wide receiver of the New York Jets, really impressed this week. Five catches, 85 yards, nine targets, I believe, in this past week. But in terms of actual usage, Elijah Moore basically had similar usage, seven targets. He just wasn't efficient with his targets. I don't know who to prefer down the stretch. I would slightly lean still towards Elijah Moore, given that he's young, given that he's explosive, given that his upside, what he showed last year, can still come out. But with Corey Davis, I mean, the performances have been there. I still think he's going to be a fine deep end flex option. And with Mike White at the helm, the Jets are throwing the ball at a crazy rate compared to what they were with Zach Wilson. DJ Dallas running back of the Seattle Seahawks. Don't really know the health status of him, but I also don't really know the health status of Kenneth Walker. If this was more clear, Kenneth Walker is going to be out and DJ Dallas is set to return. He would make my top five. But because we don't know, there's a lot of uncertainty here. And even if he gets the job, he will still be splitting time with Travis Homer. I do have 
have him in the honorable mention section. And then finally, Demarcus Robinson, wide receiver of the Baltimore Ravens. He's commanded volume, seven targets this past week when Huntley filled in for Lamar Jackson. And outside of Mark Andrews on this offense, they don't have a single viable receiving threat. Demarcus Robinson, oddly enough, being the best of the bunch. So I do think he could be peppered with targets on the stretch, maybe in that six to eight target per game range down the stretch, which will be valuable for teams that are looking for spot plays. But either way, I appreciate you guys for making it to the end of this video. If you enjoyed, as always, make sure you leave a like down below. I mentioned at the beginning of the video, the goal of this video is 100 plus likes. So if you can smash that like button, get it into that triple digit range. I would greatly appreciative of that. Also, if you're watching and you are not already subscribed, make sure you hit that subscribe button down below. We are on the road to 20,000 subscribers as always. I appreciate you guys for that continued support, but good luck in your matchups. We'll be dropping streamers later today, the final installment of streamers. So make sure you stay tuned to that. And of course, go win your matchups, go clinch that playoff spot, go celebrate in our live streams, go celebrate in the YouTube comments that you made your playoffs and ultimately keeping you on your goal towards a championship ring. But until then, take care. Why you need the money?